Welcome to Texas Style Coworking. The ranch office is a neighborhood community office that delivers a warm atmosphere with a heavy dose of Southern hospitality. Located in Memorial, Katy, and Baytown, we offer private offices, conference rooms, event space, and much more. Come change things up and check us out. Remember, life is better at the ranch. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. This is Delfina Govia, your busy business boss, executive, strategist, and transformational leader whose mission on this show is to educate, engage, and energize the global community on topics of sustainability and ESG. Okay, continuing our coverage of the Methane Mitigation Conference here at the Norris Center in Houston, Texas, I now have joining me Steve Davis, the Senior Vice President of Environmental Data Solutions with Montrose. Steve, welcome to ESG Energize. Thanks for having me. So what, what is it that you, are, you guys are here showcasing? So Montrose has a unique solution for the methane space. Um, we're able to take advantage of us being a large public company. So instead of offering just a point solution, we go across our many divisions and are able to offer an end-to-end solution for methane mitigation for all of our customers. So a little bit more detail on that. If a customer is looking for OGMP, uh, certification, we can help with that, as well as putting in point sensors or continuous OGI and collecting all of that data into one platform uh, in order to comply with regulations in the EPA. Okay, so I'm going to make you rewind a little bit, <laughs> and I'm going to apologize to you because I'm not familiar with Montrose Environmental. So if we, if you could just share with me and my audience and those out you that think that I should know this already, just shut up. Um, please tell me you said it's it's a large public company. Yep. You have multiple divisions, you yes. broad range of services, solutions, products, I don't know. Yep. Lay it out so that we can then hone in and understand why, you know, in the methane mitigation for the oil and gas space. Yeah. So Montrose has many divisions. Our, our motto is we help protect air, water, and soil, the air you breathe, the water you drink, the soil that makes our food, right? So we go across, you know, if it's PFAS, we've got a division that's looking at all of your PFAS problems and how to have I solutions. don't know what PFAS is. Oh, God, you're going to, the actually polyfluoro, no, I, I couldn't oh, spell okay. it out so, for okay, it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it's, it's, a, it's P- a, a, a chemical. Yeah, the PFAS okay, is it. found in water. And ah, got it. Okay. It's, a, it's a carcinogenic that okay. we help remove for... Uh, companies and communities around the world. Okay, right? okay. So the reason I bring board. up PFAS is because PFAS is a major issue in the world today. Um, but our divisions go across everything, which is air, water, soil. Um, the division I'm within, uh, we have Sensible EDP, which is an environmental data platform, and it works within our air quality services department. Got and it. that's why we're here at the Methane Mitigation got Conference. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, so... Tell us a little bit more about how that works. And if you could, what really is useful for my audience is if you can give us examples, like if there's a little case study or something that you can point to. Yeah, we have many customers using our sensible EDP. So an EDP is an environmental data platform. What we do is we take in data 
from any type of sensor that's available. So we're sensor agnostic, meaning all of these wonderful partners here at the Methane Mitigation Conference, all of these sensors, they're our partners already. We take in all of the real-time sensor data into our platform, where we then do real-time alerting, reporting, compliance reporting um, on an alert. So if, if the sensors are deployed at an oil and gas company and there's a methane leak, that data comes into our platform. We alert the team. There's a leak. We pinpoint it. It's right here. Mm-hmm. We then also, because Montrose is large, have a team that can go out and actually fix oh, it. Oh, okay. We can work with the, our customers. They may have their own team, so we'll work with them. And we're collecting all of this data continuously to say, we pinpointed where the leak was. We fixed it. You've updated your asset that it's been fixed. And we're doing this continuously in real time. And we differentiate because our platform can take in data from all over. What ends up happening is a large oil and gas company may purchase all different types of sensors. That's true. All of those companies will have their own dashboards. It becomes pretty unusable. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? And so what we do is we come in and say, buy all the sensors you want. They're all wonderful. But you have all of that data in one platform to analyze, report on, follow your alerts, get rid of false positives. And then it becomes a usable real-time platform. So you just mentioned that a lot of the other exhibitors that are here are partners with you. How does it work from a partnership perspective when these large companies that you are absolutely correct, they buy multiple different types of sensors, uh, that when you walk in and say, all right, you're buying from all these different people that have all these different dashboards, and now I'm going to give you one no uh, neck to choke. Yeah, one dashboard. Uh, one to rule dashboard. Them all. <laughs> rule them all. <laughs> right. how, how does that? How does that work with yeah. these these other companies? Are are they happy about it? Are they not happy about it? You know. So because we already partner and integrate with them, it's not like this is a surprise. Many of the oil and gas companies are already Montrose customers because we're a large company. They're using our services in some capacity. Many of them use Sensible EDP already. So when we walk in, if a sensor's already deployed. That's great. We can take the data in if Sensible isn't in yet. And we come in and say, guys, are you able to use all these different dashboards? The answer is always no. Always it's, no. A, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. Right? It, that's a, an absolute known pain in the industry. Our partners don't really care because they're trying to sell their sensors. So it's a really good win-win. Um, at the end of the day, we're not competing with them. It's just a, a better solution for our customers. What's your geographical footprint? So we are very large in North America. We do have offices and we do work a lot in Australia. Um, I'd say we're burgeoning in in EMEA and Europe. We've just acquired another company in Scandinavia. Um, So we're growing on that part of the world. We're very large in North America. Where are we going with this? Where's, what's, what's next? What's in the future? What are we seeing down the road? Yeah, I think what we do a lot on the sensible EDP side, especially, is we're following EPA regulations constantly. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of what the EPA does dictates where our solutions go. So, for instance, when they uh, came out with the ethylene oxide regulations in April, mm-hmm. we have an ethylene oxide solution where we work with an ethylene oxide sensor provider. We get the data in, we resell, and then we go to all the clients who need it. Methane came out on Friday, yeah. last Friday. Here we are. So we're ahead of the market where we're ready for this. And now we will have a huge push to the market to say, look, 
the methane regulations came out, super emitters, uh, quad OA, quad OB, quad OC, all of this came out. What are you doing to solve it? We come out and say, look, you can look at this differently instead of just buying a sensor here or here, look at the problem holistically. We can help you with a lot of different parts of that. So we see the next couple of years of companies being mandated to, right. to comply, and we're here to help those companies do that. So would it be fair to say that if you're still, because obviously nobody had, has had a chance to read, the, you know, was it 1,600 pages or some ridiculous <laughs> number like that? Of Chat GPT is really good it, for, <laughs> for going through that. <laughs> but if, if you're an organization that you're, you're – you're scratching your head and saying, yeah. okay, now we, what are we going to do? Is it fair to say that perhaps a phone call should be to Montrose Environmental to Sensible EDP because they're, they're already doing business with you yep. and you can help them think through, you know, how, how to move forward. It's, that's a hundred percent right on. In yeah? fact, that's okay. the marketing we put out on LinkedIn yesterday. Oh, Our oh post, my. it's like you read it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just clairvoyant <laughs> or what is it? ESP, yeah. <laughs> so the post we literally put out was, here's a summary. Um, and it's a summary, right? It's 1,600 pages. Here's a summary. We understand all parts of this. Yeah. The uniqueness is we can help you with all the different parts of it um, between us and our partners. So we're not just saying, hey, do this one part of the solution, but go to five other places. With Montrose, we can bring you through OGMP Gold, level four, level five, get you certified as we're also helping deploy real world continuous monitoring for your needs. So yeah, we'd love to, for them to come to us and help. we will help you from step one to step Z, A to Z to get you a methane solution. So I'm hearing bursting bubbles <laughs> of a bunch of consultancies out there that we're kind of hoping to get in there and, and charge a small fee yeah. to, to help them figure that out. So the, yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, I won't, I won't hide behind that. Um, one of our groups that we're working with within Montrose for our methane solution is our environmental consulting group, um, <laughs> consulting and sustainability. Like that's one of our, our big divisions. Um, one of our PhDs our experts are here. They're in the conference right now. So yeah, we'd probably compete. That's fair with some consulting groups. Um, I would say we're we're pretty well known in the industry. Our consulting reputation is incredible. Well, I think that's we talk about that um, quite often on my show. Yeah. We actually talked about this uh, with one of the other uh, exhibitors here in Vana that the the challenge of doing business in the oil and gas space is that we are always skeptical of people that are not us. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so you guys being well established, you already know what we do. You've been helping us on another uh, bunch of other fronts. Yeah. There's that that authenticity and and trust factor that's yeah. there. I, it's a huge like it's a huge advantage. <laughs> I, won't, I won't hide behind it. Like you know the the hard work is our reputation is incredible. That's hard to do, right? Yeah. And oil and gas industries is a great industry to work with our customers. But it's hard to keep up that reputation. Hard fought, hard won. And, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're just listed as a top 10 environmental services provider in the world. We just got that award. So, yeah, oh. we, we won't hide behind that. Like, it, this is something we push out there a lot. And, yeah, we take advantage of the fact that a lot of these companies work with Montrose. And now this methane regulation came out. And we have an incredible solution cross-division that most companies won't be able to do. Sounds to me like you're going to have to beef up <laughs> your little consulting group there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. That's it. Well, Steve, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put a link to your organization in the show notes. Yeah. And do I tell people to look at look up you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. To reach out. Yeah. Wonderful, Steve. Thank you for joining me here on ESPN. I appreciate Advice. your time. Thank you. Paul Hayek from Invana Software Solutions is now joining me at the OGGN booth here at IQPC's Methane Mitigation Conference. Paul, welcome to ESG Energized. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell me, Paul, what does Invana Software Solutions do? Well, we offer a software as a service, uh, pure software as a service play uh, for emissions management. Okay. So we can either do, um, in, our, in our software solution, we can either do um, a receipt uh, from sensor data of a direct uh, measurement of methane uh, and other, other gases that uh, might be leaking as part of a CO2E profile. Okay. We can also model uh, CO2E emissions. What do you mean uh, by that? What I mean by that is that uh, you can uh, use emissions uh, factors and formulas to model what the emissions would be outside of a direct measurement uh, from a sensor. So um, there's a carbon impact to certain activities uh, that are involved in the oil and gas space, whether that's, uh, you know, transportation and logistics, you know, all the utilities that go to support, um, you know, the infrastructure that's in place, um, or to some of the equipment and materials that are used, uh, you know, at at a drill site or at a production facility. Um, those uh, variables uh, as a collective can be ingested into our platform and we can take the uh, operational data about those variables, the equipment runtime, the fuel that's used, and several other factors, and we can create a carbon footprint for your operation so you can have an idea of the carbon impact of your operation. Uh, It's not a black box anymore. Okay, so we, help me understand this. Are you taking actual sensor data that a company has and bringing that together into one location or are you using some and or so and or Mm -hmm. are you using other sources of historical data or information or proprietary information that you guys that have collected from just being out there in the world and understanding different companies and different industries and building those models. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the answer is that we could do both. Okay. Right. Uh, The first part of it is um, to, to make a point of clarification, we're not just strictly monitoring methane leaks, right? That's a big, that's a big piece of this industry. And we have the capability within Invana Catalyst, our software to receive information about methane leaks. That's, collector from sensors, but we're sensor agnostic. We only provide the software, right? On top of that, however, um, you're able to model your entire CO2E or CO2 equivalent uh, footprint within our software outside of methane, right? Okay, but here's where I'm, I'm getting a little confused. So when you're modeling that, mm-hmm. what is the underlying data upon which you're building the model? Yeah, so the model, the way, the way that we build that model is uh, we use the real operational data that's provided from uh, the client. So we can take an example of, um, you know, it could be a drilling contractor, it could be a service provider in the space, and it could also be, a, you know, an EMP company, um, you know, CVX in West Texas, if they're drilling a well. Um, or if they're setting up uh, assets uh, for, you know, uh, a producing field, right? We would take the operational data about uh, that asset and bring it into the system. So 
um, you know, how many compressors do they have? How many generators are they using? How much cement did they use in the well, right? What type of logistics were used to support that? How many trucks? What type of fleet, right? All of that adds up to a CO2E or CO2 equivalent Got impact. It. Got it. So we ingest that information. We have a unique way of organizing it inside of our platform that's specific to oil and gas. That's one of our taglines. It's you know, the, the, the software is built by oil and gas and for the oil and gas industry. And that's, we owe that to our legacy, which comes out of Halliburton. Uh, the company was formed uh, within Halliburton um, roughly about two years ago because Halliburton needed to address this issue. Yeah. Right. And they wanted to address it for themselves because they were working in spreadsheets. Um, they were siloed information and they needed to have a centrally governable place where they can operationalize all their GHG data. And that's what Invana Catalyst does. And um, after that period that it was incubated in Halliburton, Invana LLC was stood up uh, this year, early in 2023. And uh, now we're going to market. So it's very exciting. Yeah. And you're bringing up something that we talk about a lot on ESG Energized, which is that it is very difficult for us in the oil and gas industry to accept solutions that are offered to us from organizations that are not us. Absolutely. That don't really understand the ins and outs of our business. Well, it's an insular industry still. It really is. I think that that's changing a little bit because there's so much exposure being put on our industry right now. Um, there's there's some of that's critical, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of it is, right? But there's a lot of pressure being put on the industry. And, tech, and that disruption is coming from, you know, there's political pressure, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also pressure from technology. Technology is making things a little bit more transparent. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, with regulations coming the way that they are coming along the way that they are, it's also putting pressure on the industry to probably be a little bit less insular than it has been. But there's good reasons for that, though. And, you know, I've been in my career. I've been since I graduated from college, I've been in oil and gas the entire time. Mm -hmm. I love this industry. I'm passionate about it. And I want this industry to continue to be able to reliably and safely and cleanly bring energy to the world and to our country. That's an important thing. Um, hydrocarbons are extremely important asset uh, for you know uh, a modern, thriving uh, civilization. Yeah. So we definitely believe in that. But there's a way we can do it as responsibly and cleanly as possible. And I think most people are on board with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, global energy demand is going to continue to increase. We know that. Absolutely. Every forecast that that every organization that forecasts those sorts of things are, are, mm-hmm. are agreeing. But they're also saying that along with that are going to be the the emissions that you know, naturally are going to come from that, having to supply that increase in demand. Yeah, that's right. And it's, I I would add one other thing about just the insular nature of the industry. You know, that is a, that's an important point um, in the messaging as, as new technologies developed in this space, you know, the emission space, right? Um, It's a space that isn't as mature as some of the other uh, niche spaces within the industry. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of new development. There's a lot of new regulations. Things are changing. And that creates uncertainty in the marketplace for all the players and our clients as well. And so that's created an opportunity for uh, technology solutions like the ones that you see here, like ours and Catalyst and all the, the other great companies, to come in and solve a need, help bring clarity, to consolidate things in a way that allows people to operate and continue to operate more effectively. Um... One thing that I do love about the industry, though, is that that sort of insular nature is grounded in um, a really pragmatic approach to getting the job done. When you think about what you have to do to get these assets out of the ground, right? Mm-hmm. It's a risky endeavor. It requires a lot. It's risky from an environmental aspect. It's risky from a human uh, safety hu- human safety aspect. And it's also risky from a financial I- impact. You you know you. You don't always hit pay dirt, right? That's right. You don't That's always right. hit pay dirt, and you're hoping that the times that you do, it covers the times that you didn't. 
Exactly. And so um, I don't think that a lot of people outside of our industry understand the incredible amount of intellectual, engineering, emotional, I mean, all it, it tests the entire human spirit to get this product into the market so that people can receive the benefits that it brings. And you have to be very pragmatic about what you do. And that's why uh, when you're bringing these assets into the marketplace to be used, um, you have to make change incrementally. And so that's why the oil and gas industry's, you know, in my estimation, always been slow, a, a little bit slower, and, and has always made incremental change because they don't want to do things that disrupt proven processes, especially in, in the type of risk environment that we just outlined. That's exactly right. There's so many um, startup companies that are bringing new technologies into the market. I had these conversations weekly sure. that they're saying, oh my gosh, this is really frustrating because we have this really phenomenal uh, technology and we go and we talk to the oil and gas companies and they say, okay, you, you're welcome to come do a pilot program. And what they're going to give you is they're going to give you some place to do that pilot pilot program, but not the money to go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's, they don't, we don't just open up our arms and say, oh, yay, come, you know, do something new. You're, to your point, we, we have to be pragmatic about it. And we get bombarded every day by, mm-hmm. by new opportunities. So I'm glad to see an organization like Invana that, you know, you are us. That, yeah. Right. And especially now, given what we heard on Saturday, the new regulations, right? The EPA yeah. came out with big news. Yeah. Big, big, huge news. And now p- companies need to be able to understand what that environmental footprint is. Yeah. No, they, they need to be able to understand it. And they need they need people from the industry that understand what's going on and have really a measure of empathy for the challenges that operators, contractors, service providers face, right? And being pragmatic about that with your technology offering, whether that's IoT or pure software, right? Whatever you're offering, or even just consulting and services, that's also a big piece of this industry. Yeah. Um, being very pragmatic about that and showing people how you can deliver value in a short, short period of time is the key. Um, you know, the engineers and the operations folks and the sustainability folks that work in this industry can very quickly pick up on if you understand our space or not. Right? Exactly. And that's a big, that's a big focus for us at Invana. We've intentionally staffed up uh, people who come from this space, whether that's petroleum engineering backgrounds or people like myself who I have a business background, but, um, you know, I spent time working in the field. I spent time working offshore. Uh, I contracted with Chevron for a couple of years with their uh, BOP reliability team. Mm-hmm. And you learn the operation. When you learn the operation, you have a very deep appreciation for what it takes to produce this asset. Thank right? you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so last question for you. Sure. Talk to me about the ability for Invana to integrate with other systems that an operator might have. Uh, so systems in terms of uh, like, you know, physical sensors, or are we talking about systems, you know, digital software? Actually, I would love for you to answer both those questions if you could. Yeah, I absolutely can. Uh, so uh, on, the, on the sensor side, we're sensor agnostic, right? And um, we are very well plugged in, no pun intended, to um, <laughs> the, the major players in this space. And um, we are able to, um, at the client's request, mm-hmm. of course, uh, we, are, we are able to uh, receive, you know, batch sensor data or, or, or sensor data in aggregate uh, at intervals that they would determine. And that data can then be put into our platform and we can use that to track over time. So they have visibility there. Uh, but even if there are no sensors in place, and this is where the challenge with measuring things besides just methane leaks directly comes in. If you're looking at total CO2 equivalent, right, 
Um, if you want to understand that carbon impact, there are modeling assumptions that have to be uh, taken into yep. account. And you have to understand, the, this is the point we've yep. made, you have to understand the operational reality to organize mm -hmm. that information so that you can create a CO2 uh, e estimate that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, then you can't rely on your estimates and no one wants to share that information. And so the way we do that is um, Invana Catalyst, our product has um, a custom endpoint API. We, we deploy those and um, our very talented product team, uh, which is which is headed up by our head of product, who is uh, former sustainability lead at Halliburton, Roxana Nielsen. Uh, she does an amazing job at sitting down with our clients, understanding their needs, because we, we're in the same industry, mm -hmm. right? That's right. And we're not, we're not reaching across the table. We're all at the same table with them. And basically what we do is we understand where in their organization all of their operational data lives. Okay, yep. and it's typically in various sources. It's it's sort of fragmented. That's the typical profile. Yep, that's the way it is. And then what we do is we provide as part of our software as a service is the service of finding that data and organizing it in a way that it can come into the Invana Catalyst engine and be made sense of. Okay, okay, wonderful. That is exactly what I wanted to know. Thank you so very much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, folks, Technique, Technique FMC. We all know Technique FMC. Uh, if you work in the oil and gas business, you best know Technique FMC, right, Garrett? That's absolutely correct. So yeah. Garrett Hadley is the sales manager for emissions management at Technique Technip FMC. What is wrong with me today? Too uh, much, too much booze last night at the happy hour. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Garrett, tell us what uh, what Technip is is showcasing here at the Methane Mitigation Conference. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're showcasing our methane mitigation and abatement uh, solution, where we are uh, working with many of these different sensor technologies, camera technologies, to tie their emissions uh, detection technology and emissions data with the process information and a streamlined, scalable solution. I've been waiting for this conversation. <laughs> Excellent. Let's talk more about that. Yeah, so what we've seen is uh, all of the operators uh, have a, a wide mix of different SCADA uh, yeah technologies, um, and we're not trying to replace those SCADA technologies. Uh, they also have a, a wide mix of field devices that are getting that information into their SCADA system. Yep. Again, not trying to replace those systems. We have a, a software-based system that uh, is, is widely scalable and field-proven over decades of, of control and, and processing. Um, manufactured or built, developed by uh, Technique FMC and, and uh, continued to improve and brought into current generation. And we uh, have, have built uh, AI uh, and machine learning platform, web-based platform, um, to, to bring all these sensor data from process control and from emissions into one place. But the missing component uh, that, that we really can differentiate on is for each, uh, each facility is unique. Uh, we, we aren't going to streamline and standardize and retrofit all these facilities, but you need to have a, a digital solution that from one facility to the next to synergize those uniqueness and at least have the digital solution be the same uh, or as similar as possible, configurable, but as, as similar as possible. So if you've got uh, a emission profile at one facility, you can 
use that same emission profile at another. An example is tank pressure at one facility. And if you see a anomaly of, of tank pressure, that you can use that same anomaly profile that created a certain size of emission at another and say it, it, it's uh, it, similar, similar emissions there. That's uh, a very manual process in, in current technology. Yeah. Um, we're trying to streamline that and, and reduce uh, the manpower required to do that. Yeah, because what we're all you know running around being a really nervous about right now is that we we really do have to wrap our arms around this, mm-hmm. and we have to become better organized, more efficient because we've got to scale. Mm-hmm. where everybody's getting ready to have to take this thing to the next level, not just from a reporting perspective, but you're going to have to you know, mitigate this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand that is, you know, kind of on top of, top of everybody's mind right now. I think that the benefit of Technip is yeah. that you guys really do understand the process control component of it, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, the portion of Technip FMC, FMC yeah. uh, Technologies um, formed in the, the 1900s as an oil and gas service company. Yeah. And, and with the merger in 2016, we've just furthered our, our understanding of oil and gas and, and furthered our global footprint uh, in the areas and uh, uh, of the, the oil and gas uh that we operate as well as the the geogra- geographical footprint that we operate. Yeah, you guys are global. Yeah, global. Yeah. Uh, 100 plus countries and uh, 15 plus states that we have bases just within the U.S. since this is a, a U.S. conference. Uh, yes, yes it is. But they, IQPC puts on this methane mitigation in a number of different cities, right? Yeah, we, we have plans to, to be more actively involved in their Europe uh, event next year as, as well as the uh, Canadian event. Uh, we, we've been an exhibitor at the U.S. conference and the global conference uh, in 2023. So emissions management is actually a division within Technip FMC, correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, the, the underlying product that's within it has been uh, in progress of being development for the last few years. And then we stood up this this business unit uh, in, in 2023 uh, uh, okay. to, to bring this to market and to uh, connect with our customers and actually execute to be scalable. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that you guys would be a natural phone call for a number of organizations, right? Because you're already embedded into their yeah, operations. Absolutely. <laughs> Many of our, our uh, sales team or, or project engineers have offices uh, at yeah. the headquarters of many of these companies that are, are here today. Um, won't name names. But yeah, we, yeah, we don't need to name names. Yeah. We kind of know, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So what do you have to say? to those of us that are getting our heads wrapped around this? What are your words of wisdom for the, everybody that's interested in this topic and my audience in general that's focused on sustainability? Mm. Yeah, I, I think over the last few years, um, while companies have done numerous uh, pilots with technology detection companies as well as um, their uh, reporting programs, they've developed really good work procedures of reacting to emission events and also developed uh, good work procedures for reacting or re- uh, reporting sustainability reports to government or uh, investors. The, the piece that I see that's missing and, and where I ask uh, to work with our clients is to 
uh, connect those two different events mm -hmm. of reporting to uh, and fixing emission events, very critical, and the sustainability reports. And we want to be an integral part of that uh, connection of the actual emission events and the sustainability reports and connect so you can uh, confidently say what we're correcting and emitting uh, at this piece matches up with the external reporting. Absolutely critical yeah. <laughs> right now today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Garrett, thank you for joining me on ESG Energized, and we'll make sure to put a link to your website in the show notes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, now we're going to talk to Bridger Photonics, the business development manager, Harrison Loden. Got it. So uh, you, you guys have been listening over next to this booth of other exhibitors in here dropping your name. Yeah. Why the, Why is everybody else talking about y'all? Well, it's... it's, uh, it's are y'all special? We are special. I think we're a very <laughs> special company. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Bridger Photonics, yep, Harrison Floden. Um, so what we do is uh, we do uh, aerial methane detection. Um, so we have uh, proprietary uh, laser technology, so a LIDAR sensor that we uh, mount to the bottom of aircraft, so either a fixed wing or helicopter. And then we fly over uh, oil and gas infrastructure uh, from production, transmission, all the way to distribution, and uh, we're able to quantify and uh, localize uh, leaks to within six feet. Okay, let me ask the question. Are you being hired to do this by the operators or by watchdogs? No, we, uh, we specifically do not work for the watchdogs. We are very pro-industry. We work uh, for operators, so they hire us. Uh, they tell us which specific flight uh, sites they want us to fly over, what facilities, um, and then we uh, do that on whatever cadence they want us to do. And we work with them on timing, so it's very prescribed. They know pretty much what sites we're going to be flying and and what day or what week. Okay, let me ask this question. Mm -hmm. I everybody else is probably going to go like Delphina. It's obvious you're so stupid. So who's aircraft is this? Yeah, so we, we do not own any aircraft. Uh, we uh, hire out a, an aerial service provider. and um, An aerial service, service provider? Yes, so a, a company that owns airplanes. And I was going to say, that's a fancy way yes. of saying an airplane company? An airplane company. <laughs> an airplane company that, that flies around and performs services. Okay. Yeah. And aerial so, service provider. An aerial service provider. So, yeah, so we hire or uh, we contract with these aerial service providers and uh, – <laughs> And uh, we work with them, so we uh, they're familiar with our product. Um, then they have a pilot and then a sensor operator that we will train. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's the pilot flying, obviously, and then there's someone looking at a tablet um, as they're flying, and so they're the ones actually operating the sensor, and they're looking at um, information in real time. So if there's any issues with the sensor, they can communicate that back to us, and um, we can kind of troubleshoot any problems. What about the attaching of the sensor to the aircraft. Mm -hmm. Do you guys go out and just slap your stuff on their their airplanes? Uh, so it depends on how long we've been working with them, right? They might know how to do it. Yeah, they might know. Right? Yeah, so if it's a first-time uh, provider, then, then we'll, you know, go out and kind of help with that ramp up and help with that training period. But 
we have a couple that are pretty pretty familiar with what we do, so they just they can kind of do it themselves. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, were you guys here last year? I don't remember. I was here in June. June. Oh, for the June yes, show. Yes, I think okay. that was the international okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the international one. Yeah. So what are you seeing that's interesting and really progressive at this show? Um, so I, I think it's one of the things that's really interesting to me is um, seeing uh, how forward thinking a lot of operators are and that they're trying to solve these issues on their own. And, um, you know, we did just have the EPA regulations come out, right? Yeah. That are, yeah. Um, you know, haven't, haven't quite read all 1600 pages yet. <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's just an interesting um, combination between operators and industry and everyone kind of trying, trying to work together to solve a problem and, and, um, so yeah, I think that's one of the most, most interesting things for me. Yeah. You guys have been around for a while. How long have you guys been around? Um, so the, the company has been around 15, 20 years, but yeah. the, um, but the commercialized product was like 2018, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. That's why everybody's dropping your name because you're just flying everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think we, we provide a really good service, um, to What's, our customers. What is the most exciting thing? What do you, what? What do you want those that are not here at this at this conference? What do you want my audience mm-hmm. uh, to know specifically about Bridger? Um, yeah, I think um, that we're we're really easy to work with. That we're um, we're very pro industry. We work with our customers. Where uh, each each account or each customer has a dedicated account manager, and they kind of handle the logistics of the day to day. We're in pretty good communication, and then the the data that we provide is really valuable and uh we hear it back from our customers all the time that hey we found this really useful but hey let's can we tweak this and can we work in this way and we we so we truly really try to work with our with our customers to make our product fit their needs as uh, whatever they're trying to do so if they're trying to pursue certification or um you know uh, certified gas or uh, ogmp or now with the new epa regulations we're going to work with with our customers to do that as well so when you're saying you're working with your customers, is it in the manner of collection, the 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 speed of collection, the timing, the, the is it in the the, the data data, de- data delivery? delivery? Yes. It's in the data yes, delivery. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So how are you guys actually delivering the data? Are you folding it into some sort of a an application that feeds into a dashboard? How does what does the customer see and get? Yeah. So the uh, the the kind of standard product that they get is a um, is threefold. So it's a KMZ. A what? Uh, a KMZ file. So it's a type of file, a GIS file. Okay. That um, that provides imagery, and then you actually see. So I'm showing her the, these plume images. So when we actually fly over, you see these little plume clouds, um, and then the customer is able to overlay that KMZ file into whatever GIS. Um, oh, so they're getting pictures. They're getting pictures. So we'll, we're also taking photography as we're flying over, right? Okay. So they're getting a picture of that, the actual Hence the name leaf. Photonics. Got it. Yeah. All right. Delfina's, Delfina's light bulb just yeah. went on. There we go. Stop laughing at me, audience. <laughs> um, so then, and then we also provide a um, an Excel file, which is um, uh, provides the latitude and longitude of each, yep. uh, each lake. 
Um, it gives the emission rate, how high the plume was, um, the max concentration. Um, so the, the customer is then able to incorporate all this data and look at all this data. And then we also give them a PDF file. So the that's really useful for their field crews. So the field crews can pull up a, a PDF. And so for a single emission, it'd be a page in the PDF essentially. And it's going to have a picture where the leak is and then the, the location and um, uh, how, how big of a leak it was. And you said you get down to like within six feet. Is that, did I yes, hear you ma'am. say that? Yeah, yeah. So six feet. Um, is the kind of where where we're able to to localize. And then we, uh, for the production sector, we target uh, three kilograms per hour with a 90% probability of detection. Would you say that the primary reason that companies are calling you for assistance is to help them reduce emissions, not just quantify. Yes, it's all. So we have some customers that are looking at um, just finding a leak and they're able to, so there's a presentation earlier today um, about the the value of gases that was escaping. They hired us and we paid for ourselves just in the gas that they were, this customer was losing, right? So there's that aspect. There's just the, the ability to reduce the amount of uh, field time that field crews are spending, right? So instead of having to go out and uh, use a you know traditional uh, OGI camera and scan every piece of equipment, they know exactly where the leak is. So it's saving money in that in that regard, right? So cost savings, and then there there are also some of our customers that are looking at an entire emission profile and how what their emissions look like um, as as an entire company, right? Okay. And then there's also the customers that are uh, pursuing some type of certification. Uh-huh. So, yeah, each customer is different. Some might be looking at all three. Some might be just looking at one aspect. So it's, it's really, um, really varies. What's your geographical footprint? Right now, we are in every major basin in the lower 48 and Canada. And um, Canada. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Northern yeah. United States. Northern United States, yes. So, um, but we, we are working um, uh working on deployments internationally. It's just a lot to ramp up and we're not quite there yet. Well, you don't have your aerial service service providers lined up in other parts of the world. That's going to be a challenge. That's going to be a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all proud of myself. I learned something new today. Yeah. Aerial Aerial service providers. I had never heard the the term aerial service provider until I got this job either. (laughs) And people were saying acronyms ASP and I was like, Took me a couple months to figure out ASO <laughs> Air Service Provider. I got it. We love our acronyms. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. They're great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last word. Yeah. What do you? What would you like my audience to know about Bridger Photonics? Or what do you want my audience to be thinking of, thinking about in this space? Yeah. So I, th- I think uh, it's a good opportunity to, um, as far as what. You should be thinking about moving forward is, um, you know, if you are a U.S.-based company, um, the EPA just announced new regulations, right? Yes, we are very aware. Yeah. So um, as, a, as it stands right now with the, with the initial, um, our kind of our initial takeaways as a company is that we are going to be able to um, be used as an advanced technology that you can use to, to fulfill your, your mission, or your, uh, your Quad O A and Quad O B uh, requirements. So. 
Yeah, I think that would be a good uh, topical and time timely takeaway. Well, perfect. I don't. Yeah. I don't it couldn't. It couldn't have been timed any better, I know, right? I know. So awesome. Thank you so much, Harrison, for yeah, joining thanks, me on Toby. ESG Energized. It. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.